Hi, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, a couple of minutes before two o'clock in the in the studio, which Alexandria should be cooling down. I asked Josh to cool it down in here. It no, I need it to be warm because I've been cold all day. Like I'm, I feel like it's chilly outside, and so inside is also chilly. So then I don't get any like reprieve from the cold. I'm cold. You're cold now? No, this feels lovely. Okay, it's probably I can feel it cooling down a little bit. This this I was just telling Jill the interview that I was doing that um I feel like when I come into work I have to be my mom whispering into my <laughs> ear before I go to school or like did I see the forecast like dre- dress appropriately and sometimes it's 78 in here sometimes it's a chilly 68 i think it feels great okay it is cooling off a little bit hello it's good to see you hi um it would have been awful had you attended a concert last night where a man died no so i had such conflicted feelings thomas ended up so first of all i've been enraged for like two days when i found out that i could not go wait let's go back because nobody has any idea what we're talking about well yes so i was supposed to go to the santana and earth wind and fire concert last night at pine knob in detroit and i've been looking forward to it for what like third like a month i didn't even know you were going yeah so and we got good tickets like third row like in the pavilion yes um, and I was so excited for it. I took the day off. I made sure Thomas took the day off. Something happened with his request and his job, and he was no longer allowed to go. So I found out on the 4th of July that I could not go to the concert, which was the next day, which would have been yesterday. And I was very upset, and rightfully so. I mean, so I didn't go to work yesterday, even though I didn't go to the concert, and I just kind of moped around. I was pretty, pretty ticked. And I think it, like, pulled over into a lot of stuff. And as Thomas and I were kind of up last night because we saw we got a light show brought to us by the weather, we were kind of watching. And, you know, he's like, oh, my goodness, did you hear about Santana? And he passed out on stage. And I said, listen here, if he dies before I've gotten to see him for the last time when I was supposed to be there, consider your coworkers." I can't even say it because of the state of our country right now. It would be very inappropriate for me to make threats, but consider me upset. Okay? Color me angry because I would be angry. <laughs> and they would all be disinvited to the wedding. All of them. Okay. The lucky ones that did get invited, bastards. Um, I have some Santana thoughts. Okay. So when I first moved out to Detroit, Smooth was beginning to go nuclear. Uh-huh. And... It was like I got to watch it, how the song from the back end, like how much people loved it through data and whatnot. And the song just never went away. Yeah. Um, And that made me not like it. Like I liked things with a beat, Mm -hmm. dance songs, hip hop. But I got into that song because that had some rhythm and I was a Matchbox 20 fan. But the song never went away. So it made me hate it. (laughs) All these years later, I really love the song more than I've ever liked it back then. But here's my hot. Here's my hot take. I'm not judging the quality of the songs. Uh I'm just saying I personally prefer Maria Maria over Santana. Oh, I'm over Smooth. Uh, Yes. um, So I actually don't listen to Smooth or Maria Maria like because it got played the most. So I find that I listen to it the least. Like if he has a couple songs where there's a feature, he has a good one with Seal. He has a good one with Dave Matthews. He has a good one with... um, The Everlast song? He did one with Everlast, which is 
kind it was I think so. It's like the third single after those two. So he's got some good features on there. His if he if his show is anything like it used to be cuz I saw his show like 4 years ago, maybe 3 years ago. And he did there's a song that I really love called Mona Lisa I know and that the one. way that he did it in the concert. I still have a video of it. It was just like it was like an experience for me. Like it it I just needed to be somewhere dancing but you would have to dance slow to that and with a partner i don't know it was so good so the gentleman that they have that sings those parts during the concert is also really good um so i enjoyed it more but i listened to maria everybody knows santana from maria maria and smooth Smooth, and i feel like i listened to those two songs the least like i don't listen to them often at all i get it um the other one, the other radio hit was, it had two people on it. Um, Why Don't You and I? Oh, yeah. It had- With uh, Chad. Right. And then Michelle Branch. Uh, wait, there was uh, another one with Michelle Branch. G- Game of Love. Game of Great Love. Great song. Yes. Something weird happened that I don't know the politics behind it, but Why Don't You and I had Chad Kroger on it. Mm-hmm. But I think he got swapped out for the dude from The Calling. The so- I don't- the callings, uh, their hit was Wherever You Will Go, like oh, 2004. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why Chad Kroger came off of it, but. Yeah, me. Yeah, I, as when I got to learn to love Prince when mm-hmm. I moved to Detroit, um, as I got a little bit old in the, in the early 2000s when I realized that I could like things that didn't have a beat mm-hmm. or a rap to them, mm-hmm. I really liked almost anything Santana did. And I tried to go back into his early career and get into things. Like I, when I was looking for Halloween songs, mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, Black Magic Woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, nope, can't play that on a pop station. That's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, you should have somebody mix it, though. Like, don't you have friends that can mix Probably. something? Yeah. That would be really cool. And uh, Santana's albums had, like, as, because he's been around since, like, Woodstock, have, like, followed themes. So he had an entire album with like Bob Marley like he had an album that was like reggae too and so there's a couple songs on that um um album that I really love and then I love the album where he has like features on it and then some of just his original stuff like it, I just love it so much so and I think that's me channeling my mom because my mom was like a hippity dippity back in her day so I only know Santana because of my mom do you this is one of these do you know how how old you are moments. Um, so he's 74, but yeah, he has always looked older, probably from the amount of drugs he did yeah. in the seventies. <laughs> Have you seen his wife though? She's young. Probably like she's his drummer. 42 and gore, like a gorgeous Latina with a fro. No, she's black. Oh, okay. She might be Afro Latina. I'm not sure, but she's, um, she's a, she's a black woman. How old is Rob Thomas? Ooh, 51. Wow. 50. <laughs> but the fact that he is 50, like that seems implausible. <laughs> because somebody made a point the other day, and I see this a lot, and I feel like I still relate to this when somebody says, oh, that was 30 years ago. I think of the 70s. Like yeah. I think of 1970. I don't think of 1990, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, It's this is another thing I should have asked my dad. Like we have... in enjoyed so many technological changes mm-hmm. i forget what i was oh the the for, for all mankind show I, i've been watching when they use tv in the show 
like it's Walter Cronkite, uh, Cron- Cron- Cronkite and the standard deaf. Like we watched standard definition TV in the 80s and, and 90s mm-hmm. and then HD came along. Mm-hmm. And now if you watch like a 1996 Bulls game, like you can't even tell who Michael Jordan is because it's so... Oh my God. It, the, 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 <laughs> it's so unclear. Like how did we? How did right. we enjoy that stuff? I should have asked my dad, what was it like? Has Is time kind of jilted because... He grew up where things were black and white. Yeah. And then they were in color. And mm-hmm. I wonder how that, that changes time. People spoke differently, too. Like, the way that... It, it was either the way that their voices were recorded or just the way that they spoke was different. Um, where I Like, now, I mean, there's a group... There's a certain group that is, I think, a generation... If you are a fan of the Kardashians and you're younger, you tend to talk like them. Like, like. you sound like them. Like, yes. They, you know? They have made a couple of phrases part of common vernacular across every, uh, the whole spectrum of intellect. But not even phrases. Like, yes, but I was watching, don't judge me because you know how I like my television. You like junk. You know I like my crappy television. I was watching The Real Housewives of Miami. Larsa Pippen is a housewife in Miami and they're giving her a hard time about being a Kardashian follower and they're like you even baby talk like them and I said oh my god somebody finally said it so they do actually baby talk and there's a generation of people following them that are speaking like this and I you know I just can't I mean what were we supposed to do you know what I mean they actually sound like that not me I just shout imagine (laughs) so when I remember we had a talk on the old uh morning show on the morning rush where it's like we had to have a threshold of we mm-hmm. can't do their their news every day no. like it's like three stories a week and then we'll cut it off mm. i wonder what people who were 27 it's kind of like you then i, I don't know yeah like the, the kardashians you're all the girls mm-hmm. uh, are all chloe's the youngest i think like 37 courtney and kim are in their 40s mm-hmm. i wonder what a Gen Z kid who's like 19 thinks of them. And I wonder if mm. they see them as like old, old farts. They have Kylie. But they have Kylie. So they still have. There's so many of those damn Kardashian Jenners that you're, you're going to have one for every generation. They're going to have like the kids, the, all the kids that yeah. they've birthed, like the, the basketball team that they now yeah. have and half black kids are. I'm sorry that I can say that. I'm allowed to say that. And, and OJ's grandkids. And, <laughs> Exactly, are going to be the generation after that. So we're literally never going to get rid of them. Chris is going to be like dangling them like puppets until we are in an adult care home or like a nursing home. I My just, God. I just avoid it. Um, <laughs> to go back in time a little bit, um, let me run this by you. There's been some some good dialogue. Wow, a lot of comments on Facebook. Ooh. It's always from when I steal something. The fireworks went over big yesterday, as I knew it would. And I wanted your input on that. Because you know what my input is. Well, well, let's do it real quick, because uh, I, I don't know what it is. Yes, you do. We've disagreed on this our entire you're friendship. O- you're okay with the fireworks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you totally also- Totally okay with You it. also live in the middle of nowhere. They let out fireworks in our- Like, they go out to the cornfields, like, where I live, and they let out the fireworks. But but you're correct. Like, I- And so they're relatively close to my house. Like, they, I mean, I feel like they're dangerously close to my car where they go off, so I feel like it's close enough. But- And not everybody has this, but- I have dogs that I have to protect. So for like a few days, 
the last few days, I think last night was the last time I did it. Um, you know how you have your air conditioner and you can turn the fan on auto or turn it on on? I just yeah. keep it on yeah. at all times. Um, I, I I could see the the war on fireworks erupting over the weekend. And it made sense because everybody hates the world right now. And the mm-hmm. last thing people need is a shitty night of sleep, constant noise, having or if they can manage it. You know, I would probably be more upset if the dogs gave a shit. Like yeah. a couple of weeks ago when we had a storm, the house, I was up, in, I think I told you, I was up in my second bedroom. It was rumbling yeah. from the storm and every, they just sat there. But I understand <laughs> <Mine too. laughs> people, people wanting to voice their displeasure yeah. with the noise and whatever, because everything else is going wrong for them. I mean, I do agree that maybe, like, I don't disagree with folks where they say at least stop after midnight or after 11. I, I I think that that's a compromise. I think mm-hmm. both parties need to compromise. Um, but I don't like if you're going to hear fireworks until 1130 or midnight, four days in a row. Like it's just it just is what it is. Like it's, you know, I just think that it's to be expected. And for me, I enjoy it. Like I said, I mean, we certainly made our right our drives around the city the last few days just kind of seeing everybody and seeing the fireworks and seeing everybody enjoy themselves and it's coming from people enjoying themselves like nobody's letting off the fireworks to torment your dog you know what i mean like they're enjoying it, themselves it's a consequence of that and there, sure the, sure the sheer volume of people who dislike what is happening is like a tidal wave against the people who are just the handful of people setting things off. I don't think so. I mean, I think it depends on who. I know that you have had a fair amount of people jump into your comments, but I have not seen anybody in my feed complain about fireworks. Other, okay, you know what I mean? Or have anything to say about them. But um, it just, I think it's also different where maybe where you grew up and what you're used to. But you grew yeah. up in Philly, oh, you know? <laughs> that, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, again, I just, I just feel bad for some people who are yeah. already having a rough go of it. And again, it's... I, I slice it down very black and white, very binary. Like, no one is walking outside their front door at like 11.15 tonight and saying, thank God they're shooting those things off. I'm feeling great about it. I I mean, that was me. Okay, well, so you. I didn't, I literally did not go to see any city fireworks because I knew I could just walk out my back door and watch all the ones that were happening around me. And I literally brought a blanket and a beer out and enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. but I but I get it. I do get other other people, you know, especially if it's like you're ba- in your backyard. There was I will say there was a moment if because I'm not going to be disingenuous. I was working the other day on a Thursday and I was just jumpy like I was we were I was coming off the heels of a meeting where we were talking about our safety because we've had lots of threats made to our office. Somebody was on their way to us with a machete. I had just gotten off of a call where some, and I had to hang up on this person where they were so upset. They were threatening to come up and have themselves put back in jail. You know what I mean? I.e. threatening violence. And so I was off the heels of multiple meetings where things were just kind of dangerous. And um, I'm sitting in my desk, the windows open, and I just heard this big boom like just huge and I'm just like was that a gunshot because we're also like experiencing daytime shootings in Toledo and shootings no matter where you are like you're never we talk about this you're never far from some gun violence that's happening in our city and one of my coworkers, who was calm as a cucumber at all times I could hear him shouting from the other room like what was that so it was reasonably like scary 
you literally, he came and found me ducked in my office. I was on the floor beneath the window in my office because I thought I had upset this person so bad that they came and shot up the building. Like our building has been vandalized before. It was an M80. It was in it. So they did it again, um, like maybe 10 minutes later. And we went outside and we saw smoke and then we smelled it. And we said, oh, that's an M80. Like that wasn't a firework. M80s are not fireworks in my opinion. They're... Fireworks are what happen over the river. Yeah. These are firecrackers. That, that is, I don't even think that's a, because that's a, that is a bit, you, you know, M80s. Like yeah. you can tell that from anything. And I'm just like, that's just something that makes a loud noise. Like there's no, there's no like colorful sparks that come from it. There's nothing. It's just a, like a, like a shell, like a it's empty shell of a bomb. Yeah. And it, it did like rightfully so. It, like my, I couldn't get my heart to calm down for at least three hours. Like I was what we call dysregulated. Like my body was not in regulation. And then the police like pull in. So somebody had clearly either called or the police heard it or something because they left shortly after. So they must have investigated it. But this was at like noon on a Thursday, you know. So when I saw the shootings, and I do want to get back to the to get your input on this one yeah. thing about rich people. <laughs> um, I have so many opinions. It's not what you think, though. <laughs> I, we had a bunch of shootings over the weekend yes. and I'm like, wait, yeah. like the Highland Park thing overshadowed a lot for the obvious reasons because we were in that time of the cycle where we have mm-hmm. not had a, a big mass shooting. In about two weeks. Yeah. So we were on the, on the schedule <laughs> on July 4th of all like ways to showcase the flag of America. Um, but there were a lot of shootings like all over the country and all in all the typical hotspots. It was a very shootery weekend, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I don't. I haven't seen anybody jump to any conclusions. I think it was just a matter of a lot of people out, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of people. There's mm-hmm. going to be some tensions. Drinking, yeah. yeah, lots of lots of drinking, lots of like just people enjoying themselves, maybe a little bit too much, maybe a little dangerously. People out, like this isn't you know on. Any given week in this, any given weekend in the summertime, you know, somebody may be in the house or they may choose to come out and hang out. Everybody hangs out on the Fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. so it, it's just to be ex, it's to be expected, in my opinion. My wife grew up thinking that having a water or ice dispenser in the fridge door was life goal. I grew up thinking if you had a basketball hoop with a clear backboard, <laughs> you were rich. What are some things you thought were indicators of wealth when you were a kid? Um, when you didn't have to worry about your car breaking down with your parents. So um, for for me, it was like if you had a new car. It didn't have to be a luxury car. It was just a new car, like a something that you got financed from a car dealership and not bought like from a friend of a friend or from like the sketchy lots. Uh, I mean, there were many of days where like we had to drive our we lived up a hill so we lived in upper valley specifically and there would be days where we weren't sure if my dad's car was going to make it up the hill and the brakes went out so it might roll back there were days where the ceiling was coming down and so we had to get push pins to pin it back up (laughs) like you know (laughs) that kind of stuff the I think the ice though is a good one like if you because I was the ice maker so I was always in trouble if there wasn't any ice in the house Um, but if you had one that had one in it a dishwasher dishwasher for sure if you had a dishwasher you were like i'm coming to play at your house or a trampoline because that's when trampolines were expensive and very few people had them i some my things were all like uh like electronic or technology like i was the last kid to get cable Mm. and it was i didn't it, it only felt like we were poor for a little while, then I realized that my dad was just being stubborn and 
(laughs) Barry. Once they moved all the sports games to Prism, Mm -hmm. he broke down and got it. I was like, finally, I can watch SportsCenter like every other 14-year-old. Cordless phone. I carried that cordless phone around the house like I was doing drug deals. I got in trouble. I used to get. I used to try to switch it out. So I would like intentionally before bedtime make sure that the cordless phone in the kitchen was charged because I had my parents' phone that. So the phones were either in my mom's, my parents' room, or the kitchen. And if I was on the phone after my bedtime and I should not have been, and the phone started to die, I could sneak into the kitchen and replace it and take that one, and then just have that one run out in my room. <laughs> Uh, I had I had rich friends who had their own line in their room. I was going to say that was the other one. If you had your own line and if your phone was like see-through so you could see all the wires and stuff, that was pretty cool. Um, I was never allowed to have a beeper. Those kids were Same. rich. Same. I, it, this is more of me feeling poor. And I knew we weren't, but it was my dad just being cheap and stubborn. Um, God, what was it? Uh, if you had cable, but you had, you had the pay channels. Like you could watch the movies. If you could go on vacations. Somebody said if you can go on vacation on a plane, you were rich. If you went to Disney or if you went on vacations on a plane, we had our vacations consisted of us just going to Michigan to see our family in the summer because we were too broke to go on vacations. I had ne- my first plane ride was when I was 21 years old to Las Vegas. That was the first time I had ever been on a plane. I grew up that way as well. The, the first vacation... When I was a little boy, my parents took us or whatever, went to Disneyland. And then I remember I was about 11 and we went to the Poconos. Oh, fancy. It was like, it was an hour and a half away. It was a resort yeah. and I didn't really like it all. Like There wasn't a lot for kids to do. And then I realized the difference between being on vacation, which is not having to work or school, and on a vacation. <laughs> I was like, I have... And if you went to sleepaway camp. If you went to sleepaway camp... Uh, that was a Jewish thing with us. Yeah, if you went to a sleepaway camp, you had money. Like, I only got to watch it on TV when Bug Juice used to come out. Like, I never, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to go to camp and get a boyfriend one day. <laughs> we couldn't afford that. I went to day camp at the YMCA. I like day camp. <laughs> I like. I never want. I never wanted to be what? sent away. What? And then my dad used to bless his heart. I love my dad. I mean, he wa- he wanted to do all these things, and we did do a fair amount. Like we did the Geauga Lake and all of that good stuff. But which is a, an amusement. You don't know what Geauga Lake is, I'm sure. It's an mm-hmm. amusement park. It got, it turned into a Six Flags after Geauga Lake sold to them. But um, my dad used to bring home like the. VHS cassettes of like the promo videos of Disneyland and the Disney cruises and like we're gonna go and me and my brother used to sit in front of the TV and watch it's actually kind of traumatic and my dad is, was he's not a bad person I think we just his goal was to do these things for us but you didn't we never, know better then we never actually got to do them but we would put the VHS on and sit in front of the TV and watch them and like oh my god I can't wait until we do those things and we never went to this day I've never been to Disney I want to go but I Never been. It, instead of you thinking you were gonna you were gonna be like a Disney princess like Snow White, your dad made you believe you were gonna go to these places. Literally, literally. And so I think I've seen some people criticize like where if you're an adult and you don't have kids and you go to Disney like you're pathetic or you're childish or this or that. But there's I mean, there's so many of us that haven't had our first time yet that I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to make it to Disney and I'm going to zippity doo a my ass all the way down that street. With some Mickey ears. <laughs> yes. And the fireworks over the castle. Oh, my God. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to have the chocolate covered bananas that they put on 
sticks. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they do like now. Two more things. Um, if I go over my friend's house and they had a remote control for their TV. Yeah. And then um, my best friend for most of my childhood, his parents were very affluent. Mm-hmm. His dad had a Corvette. They had a pool. They had a hot... T- Hold on one second. Okay. A poll person wanted, had to call me back to back. Oh boy. Be prepared because between now and the midterms, we're just going to get all sorts. We're going to get bombarded with calls and more commercials and whatnot. Things to block. Oh I, my God. I met Nancy Larson. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you know her? No. I didn't until today. She's running for the house. So. Nice. Um, yeah. My my best friend growing up, his dad had a Corvette. They had a pool, they had a hot tub. So a boat. So we live on Lake Erie. So they had, had a boat a, too. If you had a boat, then <laughs> it was then you were it, like we went tubing a couple times with our neighbor. So we lived in a neighborhood that I don't. I, it was never affluent, but it was there were some people. There was a mix of people that were well off, and there was a mix of people that were like just kind of that got their house when the market was terrible, and everybody could get a house for like a quarter. We were one of those families. Um, so there was a mix of people although I'm still convinced that when we moved into the neighborhood that we moved into and my parents told me this there was some kids that lived across the street that left because we were one of the first black families to move into that neighborhood it was predominantly white and then over the years like it's all of us started moving from the hood and into nicer places and they moved out quickly Hmm. (laughs) get the races out in the neighborhood quickly Um, anything else you want to wrap up with no Okay. It was lovely to see you. That was quick. How long have we... I mean, 22 minutes? I wanted to keep us quick. Huh. I wanted to get you back to work. Do you want to... Should we do a final analysis on, on Maddie's dancing video? So, Beth, 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 love you, girl, but I cannot... My phone went off at 11.15 last night, and I was like, oh, who did this? Because I was on the verge of falling into, like, deep sleep. And then my phone... My phone... My... um. Ringtone is loud because I'm on call a lot and I need to hear it if it's something work related. And if I get a message that late, I'm almost positive it's work related. So I get all of this like adrenaline that hits me. And it was Bethany. I love her baby though. So I didn't watch the videos until this morning. They were cute. Maddie is in a diaper and dancing. And one might think that she, that I was her dad from the lack of rhythm <laughs> that she had. And is she, she going to be a redhead? Nobody in that family has red hair. She might. She might. Um, Josh has got, it looks like he's got some ginger, like, beard hair going on there. Let's just Maybe. be thankful she has any hair. Forget about the color. It could be purple. So I need you to help me with something before we wrap up. And okay. this is an ongoing conversation. So we know that I'm on call all the time, so I don't drink a lot. And when I started to meet our now group of friends, Proctor, Maj, I was thrown off at how much knowledge people had in terms of alcohol i need help picking signature drinks for the wedding that are themed to match my animals as an example kitty his drink has already been picked it's going to be the silent killer (laughs) what's that do you remember when we went to the good grief event and they had the ginger beer lemonade and vodka it was so good, okay. but it did tip make me a little tipsy, but okay. you could hardly tell there was alcohol in it, okay. i.e. the silent killer. Okay. So for Sunny, Sunny's drink name, the, there's already names, so I just need to know what mixture I should make that sounds like this. Sunny's is going to be the bone collector because she loves bones and will fight you for her bone. What should that be? And Petey's is the mama's boy. What should that be? I'm thinking something with Rosé, the mama's boy, but what should it be? 
This is not my forte. So Proctor and Maj. I'll give it some thought. Or listeners, somebody help. Somebody give us some feedback. Like what? Sh- I don't. I don't drink enough. Like I don't know what a what the bone collector should. Should it have something like gin in it? Something that like puts some hair on your chest? You know, I was the mama's boy. Should be something like your mom would like. The mama's y- boy. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking like something like fruity and foofy. Like a. a this is not a good example, but like a two ingredient drink. Like, yeah. Like. Something that a, a non-drinker would get. Like, again, bad example, a screwdriver. There you go. Oh, wait a second. Like, Jack and Coke. Or <laughs> vodka, and, vodka and cranberry. Vodka and cranberry. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.